707 here on a Tuesday morning. My name's Mark. My name's Gabe. And Pastor Tom Repke is here. Good morning. Tom. Yeah, now. That must mean something's going on. Well, it was. Yesterday, (laughs) we were looking. Hold on, let me grab it here. We were looking at this article from the Pew Research Center. We were talking about it. Uh, Americans' dismal views of the nation's politics. And I just thought, self, I should call Tom Repke. <laughs> yes, no. Yeah, uh, because uh, Pastor... yes, no? Yeah, he said yes, no. Because <laughs> Pastor Tom has spent some time in this realm. We'll get into that maybe yeah. a little bit later yes. in our conversation. But the numbers here, Gabe was just shaking her head at the numbers that we were reading to people about uh, what was what was four percent number? Yeah, four yeah. percent number. Just four percent of U.S. adults say the political system is working extremely or very well. Mm-hmm. That's mm. almost nothing. Four yeah. percent. Four percent. A growing share of the public dislikes both political parties. Nearly three in ten express unfavorable views. Word of mm-hmm. both <laughs> parties. Mm-hmm. Right. And so here we are. Here we are. You know, I, in my question, uh, if you'd come on the program today and we could talk about this a little bit further, you just answered with one word and I knew exactly what you meant when you said Pogo. Right. Exactly. I mean, through all these things, you know, last time I was here, we talked about anxiety. I mean, I just think the season we find ourselves in where it's our expectations. Yeah. And Walt Kelly a dozen, well, half a dozen decades ago. At least, yeah. He answered says, it in a cartoon. Right, that says, you know, the problem is us. Yeah, we have met the enemy. And the problem, and he is us. And he is us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's that idea, that expectation. Um, and I think, you know, as we've talked over the many times, you know, technology hasn't helped in this matter. And when you think about, you know, the founding of America and the purposes for which we were uh, brought to the shore, it just, it's gotten complicated and we've forgotten it. Like we've forgotten so many things. And then the word dismal, it's like, well, America's dismal views. I mean, forget, just put a dot, dot, dot. And it's uh, about politics, about faith, about life. I mean, just right now, it seems like so many people, their view is so low. And I think we have to be reminded as followers of Jesus that he reigns. Thank goodness you just said that. (laughs) Because I'm just thinking as believers in Christ, as representatives of Jesus on this earth, we have a call uh, upon our lives. And we need to be different from all that is around us. But boy, when all that is around us is in a dismal 4% mode, what are we going to do with that? Right. Well, and, and, and it's sobering, but Paul says, you know, in Philippians chapter one, just one thing as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Okay. Okay. And that's where it gets messy because it goes from preaching to meddling because how are we living our lives? Because people are supposed to be able to look to us to see the hope of the kingdom. And how well are we doing that? You know, I know I struggle with it sometimes, the frustration of just the political process. Uh, although, you've heard me say, we were just talking off the air, um, you know, James Madison, one of the founders in the Federalist Papers, basically says, if men were angels, <laughs> government would not be necessary. Well, we know we're not angels. Yeah, we know that. So good government. And this is where I really value the things that, you know, Dave Zanotti does through the American Policy Roundtable. I mean, I think he really helps to shape and focus our minds and his team 
of yeah. talking about the things. And I, cause I think we're really living in unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. You know, the things we're looking at was the November election mm-hmm. and Ohio is going to be a battleground state again, you know, as Ohio goes, so goes the nation, as we've said so many times. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's the tension. We just look back through the old Testament and it's the hope that we keep putting in, you know, we weren't supposed to have a King. Right? True, but God said, okay, All right. you want a king, I'm giving you a king. Right, and you're not going to like it. I'm he he to... promises them that. Right, exactly. And they don't believe him, of course, because, right. yay, course. we've got a king. Right. Well, and then they get all that the king has to offer, and right. it's not what they want. And, there, and it's it's our brokenness, right? And all this should point us back to the fact that you know we, we need a savior. And how do we do good government? I mean, we do, and that's what makes America so special. I know even in this season with so many different things that have come up in the last three years out of the pandemic and the political turmoil is all grounded in this view, I think, that we... We, we just have walked away from what scripture wants us to be. And mm. so once again, we're, a remnant needs to be reminded, you know, it's like, okay, we need to go back to the basics here. Jesus is Lord. And how does that impact how I see myself? That doesn't mean that we have to agree politically, because I think that's part of the beauty of the sense system is we have this tension between Republicans and Democrats. Uh, but I, I think part of the problem today is just from my days, having been in that, that, that world is, that we're expecting, I guess, trying to think this thing through, I guess part of it is when you look at, uh, like one of the, one of the assessments was uh, saying that most people that run for public office run for money. Well, hmm. I don't know any of the people that I have helped and have stood alongside, have had in my home back in the day, I mean, Mike DeWine and others, that their aspiration was money because it's, it's expensive. I think they were trying to do good. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the system works now because, and somewhere in the middle of the, the poll was this idea, it's, it's always about self-interest, right? Mm. And rightly understood. I mean, it's okay to have self-interest, to be concerned about where I'm coming from, but we want to use the power of the system uh, to, to change things as opposed to, let's, no, let's have a conversation in the public square, which I think is beautiful. White David's you know, radio show is called The Public Square because we need to go have these conversations and not punch each other in the nose when we're angry, <laughs> right? To actually dialogue about how do we do life together, the social contract that we're supposed to have as human beings to do life together and flourish. You know, you said a, a few things. Um, one, you said it's our brokenness, which I agree, but I feel like Okay, in our brokenness, maybe we started going the wrong direction, sure. but everybody followed. Right. That was the problem. Right. It, and that's what I wasn't expecting. Sure. I kind of saw, I'm like, okay, things are getting different. This this didn't fly five years ago, 10 years ago, but then it was just like a domino effect. Everybody did it. So everything went, you know, all over the place. But um, the other thing you said about uh, politicians not doing this for money, and you mentioned like, Mike DeWine and stuff right. like that. I feel like this is the last, this is the last line of politicians maybe that didn't do it for money. I think it's changed. You know what I mean? Like DeWine and some of those that have been in politics a long time. Sure. I, I like, all, I like those guys. It's like this new group of people coming in though. Well, I think it, 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 the money may be what we perceive, but it's this idea. That I think we've all become cynics, right? It's just because. Yeah, I guess. say they always or often feel exhausted when thinking about politics. Yeah, partly because it's not healthy dialogue. I mean, and it's like we want to force things. So, okay, I don't want to go into all the issues, but just take abortion, 
right? One of the reasons why we can't deal with abortion, I would argue, is because of self-interest. One of the reasons we can't eliminate abortion is because there's a market for abortion. Mm. And until the people's hearts change. There you go. Right? It's right. That, so we want to use the legislative right. process uh, to, to make things there. Or, and, and I, I may get in trouble on this one, but like the whole voucher movement for schools. Right. I mean, I was back when Governor Voinovich was was in office. I was part of his, along with Dave Zani and others, trying to just champion this idea. And when you went to Broadway and 51st Street in Cleveland, you were in these schools that had been abandoned by the public schools. And so some people went in and opened up charter schools and you saw these bright eyed folks, young people who just wanted to learn. And yet the system was upside down. And it's really how is that? really a reality in our world it's like education is the tool for everyone to get from where they are to where they need to be to understand their potential Mm -hmm. right i mean yeah it's messy and and we need to pay attention to it and that's part of it it's just like no i mean we need to keep it close to us and and have conversation okay tom is taking us in the direction (laughs) i was hoping we were going to go just keep in mind that we are looking for earthly results But the problem is a spiritual problem. Always. We'll get back to the conversation with our friend, Pastor Tom Repke, coming up. Mark and Gabe with Pastor Tom Repke this morning. Why did we even go to the weather? Your conversation between you two during the break was, we should have had that on the air. Okay. No, I I don't know about that. (laughs) We are talking about a topic that came up yesterday on this program, the latest Pew Research Center study on Americans' dismal view of the nation's politics. Uh, Dave Zanotti pointed out yesterday on the two-minute version of the public square that we are now 100 days, basically, from the Iowa caucuses. Yikes. Or as Rush used to call them, the Hawkeye caucus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. You know, we're going to launch into this season, ready or not. And we talked about it just briefly in the last segment. We're looking for worldly solutions to things that need to get done in the world And yet we have an entire segment of society which is going to completely reject out of hand any spiritual component to those solutions. Right. So take, for example, that there's a new uh, bill that went through the General Assembly that now creates vouchers in public schools Mm -hmm. and communities for people to access to put their kids in private schools. Well, the problem with that is most public schools, most private schools rather, rather, um, were founded for particular purposes. And so when you... You have families that are committed to a certain philosophy, right? They want well, it's classical education, Christian education, Catholic education. But now with the vouchers, what that does is it allows folks, anyone can come to the door and say, take my child. Well, mm. you get a different view. So when I, I was working for a private Christian school up, up north near you, Mark, yeah. um, you know, there was a mindset between uh, behind all the parents, behind the board members of why they were doing what they were doing on a regular basis called education. And now it's sort of, and it reminds us that, you know, as we become more secularized in our culture, then this is going to be the end result. We have to figure out how do we live as citizens of with dual citizenship to be reminded that we have, you know, that we need to be heavenly minded and earthly Mm -hmm. good. 
to sort of go against the one phrase that's been quoted so many times that we're so heavenly minded, we're no earthly good. Well, no, as followers of Jesus, we need to be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So even Paul says again in Philippians, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's always should be our focus. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people say, well, the Apostle Paul would have never imagined a time like we're in right now. Well, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Sure he did. And you just read the evidence of it right, right. there. Right. I mean, it's a ro- constant reminder to us that God is not surprised by anything. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wish I would have thought about that little twist in the abortion story. Right. No, no, no. Right. And so it goes to the heart of the people. And, you know, how do we create, uh, and, I, and I see it in, in so many different ways. I mean, last week I was in, in jail doing a fatherhood thing, and we were talking about the traits of good dads. And one of the paragraphs I had him look at was the idea of, of the dad saying, do you use your unique skills as a father with your co-parent, because they're not always married, right. in raising your children? And one of the guys looked at me and said, I don't have unique skills. And I hmm. said, dude, I don't know your story. But you're a human being, and I think you are uniquely you, and there's no other you like you. Now, you've made some bad choices because you're wearing, you know, green in the building, which means you've made some mistakes, but that doesn't define you, you know? Mm. And, and he's like, well, no one's ever told me that I'm I'm unique. I'm going, really? Mm. Wow. But it's that much. And mindset. how old was he? Uh, 41. Oh, my. And so I think it's the culture in which we live. And Here so, we are, yeah. Right. And so as followers yeah. of Jesus, we're supposed to be the happiest people around. And I think, you know, we, we thought politics was going to bring back the moral majority, right? Ronald Reagan, he was going to bring it, and he did change some things. Right, he did. Right. He did. But but again, you're talking about the hearts right. of people. Minds of people can be influenced by in a lot of different ways by a lot of different people, Boy, have we seen that over and over again every four years. Right. But hearts that are changed for eternity, that's where the difference lies. It is. Huh. And this is hard stuff. I mean, it's it's hard stuff to lean into. And so I'm grateful that you even want to try to tackle it because it'd be much easier to talk about, you know, other things, right, that don't. Llamas and alpacas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Much more fun. Yeah, exactly. Pancakes. Just like the llama you have on your shirt, uh, yeah. Mr. Repke. Yes. You know, we have uh, gone back and forth on this, and I, I wanted to bring this in to the conversation uh, at this point. You mentioned Ronald Reagan, the moral majority, and all of that. That was the time period where you were probably much more heavily involved in the process. I was. So what did you see and what did you perceive at that time? Did you think you were riding the wave or did you say, this is great, but we need hearts and minds and spirits? We do. And I can, all sorts of conversations with people. And I I did have the privilege at both the national and state level to do some things. And and unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, God threw me into full-time vocational ministry because I actually thought I was going to. In fact, I actually had announced my candidacy to run for the local house seat because it was an open seat. And literally, these people who I knew had done good work for for many years, you know, I got a phone call saying, you know what, the money's going to go to someone else in a different county because the money people wanted to be for. And I went, what? Yeah. It's like, hello? And yeah. I, I understand that. So back to the idea of how much money we spend on 
political races and, and it's it's astronomical and it does i mean the aspirate but the men and women that i know that are currently serving these are good people and their aspirations is not is not about wealth it's about making a difference in our communities when i think of uh just down in our neck of the woods uh there's an amazing state rep two of them uh but melanie miller who's from ashland and a couple others that I know that these these are people that are committed to a worldview that you know Jesus sits on the throne and it's like okay it's the tension between how do we you know do it in the public way without you know it, it's complicated but it's okay because it, you can still do good work when you draw people to certain ideals and I think that's why the American experiment is what it is right well. <laughs> I'm happier with the the people in the community more so than the ones that are talking in Washington. Right. Those are the ones that I, you know, yeah. community. Yeah. We see them working hard here. Right. We've had you know. some of them in this studio. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So I feel a little different, but, but what's coming out of Washington and the people we see, you know, when we turn on the news, those are the people I'm not <laughs> sure about, but let me ask you this, Pastor sure. Thompson, you were actually in, in that field back at, in the day. How, how do you think you would feel if you were doing that now? Would you, would it be a huge mm, difference? I, That's I, a great question. I mean, it is. And I think part of it has to do with the culture we're currently living in. Yeah. Right. And so I mean, it's like, you know, Churchill talks about politics as a wonderful thing. It's like sausage. <laughs> you just don't want to see it being made. It's wonderful <laughs> to consume, <laughs> but it's like lift up, go to, go to the, you know, the butcher shop and it's like, yeah, yeah right. right? But that's because it's about human interest, right? It's about self-interest. And, and again, the country is founded on these certain principles that, you know, how do I lay aside my interest against your interest and create something good? Right. right. So I, I don't know that I could survive in the system now because there is yeah. this sense that because of all sorts of reasons, I mean, the push is about, you know, term limits. Okay. The founders never intended people to become full-time vocationally politicians bingo right that was not the way it was supposed to work it was supposed to be good men and women standing up in their communities being recognized and say hey go represent our interest Mm -hmm. right and and and, and there's the tension is if you go to washington or you even go to columbus as soon as you get elected all of a sudden you have to work against your own self-interest right because Mm. if you want to stay in the position you have to learn to play And, and without going into a lot of it i became really i was glad that god moved me out of uh, the political realm because I was really disappointed even in, in what happened to me. It's like, really, this is the way yeah. it works. Cause I had heard yeah. it happen many times where others who had run for governor, for example, it's like, it's not your turn. It's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> this turn. isn't like playground where you, you know, you get wow. that opportunity. So there is a lot going, you know, one of the things in this research that we're looking at here, a lot of people are using that, the negative and critical words of, divisive and corrupt sure and that's the stuff that makes you think you know what i mean that that's corrupt to me that's that's corruption well and when you We're watch the, take your money and give right. it to this person because it's not your turn right now right i mean and i and i what drives me nuts is when both sides say well they're liars okay <laughs> i mean even trying to get an understanding so when, when you watch what's going on at the border mm-hmm. I, I i just want to know what is their mind and nobody that's in leadership will tell me why they're doing what they're doing. Just give me a, a rational explanation of why. I mean, 
10,000 people a day are coming across. And, and you and I have been out of the country, and yes, we've been we with have. people who want to come here because of the yes, promises of what America offers. But it's so outrageous just to see, don't just allow this stuff, because part of it is, you know, we need to have a process. Mm-hmm. You know, people need to value what makes America unique and special in the world, because it is a fragile experiment, right? Mm-hmm. So as the, the the conversation with Benjamin Franklin during the the Constitutional Convention. Yeah. We're going to take a break. One more segment? Sure. Okay. Keep this in mind, everybody. Uh, We mentioned already how Americans feel when they think about politics. Exhausted, 65%. And angry is only at 55%. But still, that's, that's plenty. We'll get back to this conversation with Pastor Tom Repke about the latest Pew Research survey on Americans' dismal views of the nation's politics coming up. No fear. Walking with God takes fear and trades it for freedom. Walk on. Fear is a horrible companion. Heartfelt Radio, 91.9 FM. Mark and Gabe and Pastor Tom with us this morning. morning. Good morning. Pastor Tom Repke from Linden Road Presbyterian. You know, you said just a minute ago, Pastor Tom, that you don't know if you could hang with uh, today's, you know, the way things are today as opposed to the way they were almost 35, 40 years ago. There's one photo I post during every election cycle. It's Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill. Oh, right. With their arms around each other. Exactly. Talking. I can't imagine a photograph being taken at this time of the president and, you know, the leader of the opposing party. Right. That would look like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in Ashland, we had the pleasure of having, I was at the event. 1983, President Reagan came and five months later, Tip O'Neill came. Mm-hmm. Just because the folks in town said, "Hey, if you can bring your guy, we're going to bring our guy," and it was a, it was an amazing time. And we're all Republicans this day. We're all Democrats because it was the Speaker of the House right. in the relationship. But it's just become so much more in a negative way. And so all the things that Gabe you sort of you know allude to, it's like it's messy and it's complicated, and we've made it something it was never supposed to be. As opposed mm-hmm. to, if I can, okay, you, you just did the commercial for Boyd and Worthman's. I mean, Melinda and I were there a couple weeks ago, right? And we read Boyd and Worthman's. And it was a Saturday morning, and it's like, it's a picture of America, right? I mean, people are waiting in line, but it's a cross-section of, and, and I met the, the, the owner. Oh, okay. And he says, oh, you know, Mr. Z. It's like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's support, and it was just a great conversation. And then while we're there, he, I, he said, have you been back here? And I said, yeah, I'm working with a young man that's in a, a, a rehab program. And he says, well, the president's right over here having breakfast. You ought to meet him. So I had a great conversation and it was just like, it was beautiful because that's the way these things ought to be accomplished. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it it brings me to this part uh, of the survey where uh, 28% of uh, Americans express unfavorable views for both parties. Um, I think I'm in that. I'm in that percentage. I have an issue with both of them right now, but I think it's, um, it, there's just so much disrespect and it's, right. and it's shown. I, I think maybe before 
I'm sure there was disrespect, but I think they kept it a little more under wraps. It wasn't so out in our face. Right. Now it's just like, we're just watching Democrats and Republicans and they were disrespecting each right. other and they are being so nasty. Right. They're being nasty to each other. They're being nasty to other people, right. even just regular citizens. I mean, it is just like out of control. So um, I agree. I think that's my thing. It's the it's the disrespect. And it's just becoming so normalized. Right. And it's just an extension of our culture. I mean, we don't have civility in the in the street, in the common square. Then why would we expect it even there? Because it just trickles in. And again, it's because we've made politics something it was never supposed to be. Right. I mean, and like even, what, what is that? What do you, well, well, Tom, you've used, yeah, you've used that phrase a couple of times in the mm-hmm. last half hour. Let's dig into that phrase well, I, as we wrap up our time. Right. I, I think of this idea that we expect politics, to, po- the political process to be our savior. Uh Oh, back to that. For, uh Oh, I mean, again, 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 the founders, I mean, this is an experiment. There's never been a nation organized quite like us based upon the ideals mm-hmm. that we're based upon. Well, and, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be our guide, right? It's it's our guidelines. It is. But, but we, need we are to re- way outside of them, aren't right, we? Right, and that's where the people need to say, excuse me, because the, the reality is is that the political party system, so like right, one of the things they talk about is they want to eliminate the electoral college. We don't want the electoral college to go away mm-hmm. because the founders, one of the beauties that comes out of the founding, and go back and look at some of the things that Zanotti's talked about with Dr. Allen and others, it's really important in terms of this experiment to safeguard it to make sure everyone has a voice, that every person matters, that every person can pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, it's messy because in our founding, it wasn't always perfect. But even Lincoln said in one of his inaugural addresses, I think it's the second, where, or even Gettysburg, is that you know to form a more perfect union, that this mm-hmm. thing is, is an experiment and it's always going to be changing and the things that Paul thought about are the things that I think Lincoln thought about in terms of understanding men and women's character and the fact that we live in a system that's broken. And at the same time, we still can do good things, right? The tension of that. I think you're, this is, you know, <laughs> it's an experiment, you said. It is. Um, we forget that all, all the time, I think. And it's not going real well. It's not. And that's where we need we need to take a pause and, it's not going and, and, real and just well. look at each other across the table at a restaurant or a coffee shop and say, how do we make this thing better? Yeah. And help me better understand. So, again, I go back to just this one thing because we're all seeing in the news. Help me understand why we're doing what we're doing with the border. Mm-hmm. I just need to understand that. Right. You know, I, I did talk to a couple months ago, had a conversation with a, an ex-border, a retired border uh, policeman. And it was interesting, his perspective and he helped me better understand, but I, I don't understand because we can't assimilate all these people. You know, billions of dollars are being spent in New York City to, to house immigrants. Ah, you know, I want them to learn about the process of what mm-hmm. it means to be an American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I agree. And it's the messiness of that. And, and so that's what I, I just need to know so we can work on this. It's like, I may not absolutely agree it's just help me better understand what, and that's where in the public square it seems to be missing because we're just going to use the power of my push. And, and I want the Republicans to stand for some ideas as well as the Democrats. I mean, when we talk about the New Deal Democrats, I mean, the realignments that took place. I mean, it's all these various things. You know, Reagan's election was a realignment. And, and to be honest, even the political process, it's not been as, I mean, it actually was messier earlier. 
It's mm. just we missed out on it because we didn't have social media to sort of help us see. But there was an election that, you know, was really complicated that, you know, the Electoral College was upside down and it was it was a mess. Oh, I just finished reading a book on the building of the Brooklyn Bridge by David McCullough. Right. And the uh, the Tammany Hall and Boss oh, Tweed yeah. uh, politics of the day in New York City almost wrecked that project right. at its very beginning. So, yeah, things have been messy here in the United States for a long, long time. And here we are. And I guess this is kind of where we're rounding third and heading for home in these last few minutes of our conversation. Here we are, Tom, as a remnant in this country. We are believers in Jesus who know that our kingdom is not here. It is somewhere else, somewhere we are going to. And so then I guess what I'm circling around to now is as we approach 100 days from the Iowa caucuses, that old question from Francis Schaeffer. Right. How then should we live? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so even David in, in Chronicles, it's interesting. There's a conversation he's having, but he basically says to his people, but who am I, who are my people, that we could give anything to you, talking to God? Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here only for a moment, visitors and strangers in the mm. land as our ancestors were before us. Yeah. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. And I guess that's the, the messiness. We want to lose, use the political process in ways that it was never intended. And so that's why, you know, we, we need to have the conversation. You know, it, you need to have the various office holders in the studio and having conversation, mm -hmm. right, about why they're doing what they're doing. And just make the argument. I, I, I'm, you know. Let me, you know, dialogue with you and I can give you all sorts of examples where one person has an agenda and they want to accomplish that through the political process. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's not exactly the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed right. to be about my interest against your self-interest and how do we live together in harmony? And then the sobering is David reminding us that, you know, we're just passing through people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't take it so seriously. I mean, it is serious. It is. But um, I, I that, that's been my whole issue. Uh, we're Christians first. And I feel like a lot of Christians forgot that for a while. Right. We're Christians first. And, um, you know, our, our, our membership, we're, we're, we're from the kingdom of heaven. We're we here. We are. But, um, <laughs> it seems like people just forgot and they get so political, which turns them and it, it changes your attitude. It does. That's where the problem comes in. Right. When your attitude towards people just becomes nasty. And that's that's the problem I've seen with the Christians. I saw literally Christians with just terrible attitudes. Right. But still saying, we're Christians. Right. We're Christians. We're Republicans. And, this, that. and it's like, this is not a good look, putting Christian Republican in your attitude altogether. Thank you. Well, call it that's out. That's not a good look. <laughs> you know, and that, that's where I was, I've been getting frustrated. And it's like, okay, I, I understand. I'm going to vote. I'm going to pay attention to what's going on with the politics and everything. But I, I know how to turn it off. I feel like people don't know how to turn it off sometimes. Right. Well, and that's part, it's like it's everything like, else. turn it off. It's right. done. You voted. We can only do so much because we see this is just how it is now. Right. We can only do so much. Don't forget who you are and whose you are. Amen. You know, and, mm. and get your vote in and then and then let's learn how to live together instead of this anger. 
just this anger came out the last few years that just, I, you know, it's from, from any, you can see it on the street, you can see it on the news, you can see it in Congress, you can see it. I mean, just everybody just doing whatever they want. Right. Uh, yelling out, being disrespectful I've to heard people that before, in the middle right? of these, I mean, meeting, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, when you saw Congress and stuff, you saw respect. Right. You at least would see that. Right. That's not there anymore. It seems as though it's disappeared. It's disappeared. It's yeah. like they're doing what they want in the middle of a meeting. And it's just like, what happened to you guys? You guys are supposed to be our leaders. You know, I just, I don't get it. Well, and I think part of the encouragement of the, of the, the survey, the, 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 you know, the, the just the, the, what they've researched out is that we need to refocus our efforts, right? In terms of, first of all, Spend time with Jesus, and that will affect how you treat your neighbor. Exactly. And I'd say that to our friends in Congress as well as the State House. Yeah, because if you're praying for each other, it's pretty hard to hate each other in that moment, right? Exactly. It, it messes with you. So I, I think— I, I want to see us going back to more professional leaders. It does. It seems like there's there's half half professionals and then a whole bunch of clowns. I don't know. I don't know what to call them, but it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's I like, do. where did these people come from? Right. Well, again, these people are representing us, right. you know, and, and again, me you know, Pogo, it's like, you know, we, 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 we get what we are. Right. <sighs> and I think culturally, so go back to any of these issues, we want to solve them through the, the political process. And some of them are meant more about my process of being, so I go to the abortion issue. You know, the, the abortion issue is a billion, multi-billion dollar industry. Uh-huh. Until we change the need for that of broken people living outside of God's will for their lives, then it's a problem. And it's always calling us back to being sobered by David's words. It's like we're just passing through. Right. And so this life, you know, and how do we want to leave it for the next generation? Yes. Right? That's yes. What, yeah. You know, what does it look like a hundred years from now? Right. What does it look like a hundred years from now? The responsibility we each have. And I think that's part of teaching teaching each generation you know, the importance of these things, these fundamental truths. Yeah. There's some things that we do still want to be able to take seriously. You know, if you turn on the news and you see, like I said, Congress. Or, oh, right. You know, you want to be able to take that seriously. And I think that's where the disappointment comes when it's kind of like now. can Really? Yeah. No, I agree. I, I don't, you know, I used to have respect for that kind of thing. You know, I remember... I remember, you know, seeing those buildings in school. That was, I loved studying that in school. I love studying everything that had to do with what was going on in Washington and all that. And and now it's just like, this is just disappointing. Every time I see it, it's disappointing. It's so disrespectful. Um, I, I just don't see the professionalism. It's just like, it's not there. Pastor Tom. Y'all, y'all are just looking at me. Well, so no, I'm just saying you're what sober. I see. Yeah, you're sobering us. I mean, I think. Yeah, I, we're so glad you came in today, and we're kind of out of time. I know. This, um, this is one of those discussions that yeah. you can't really end. I mean, it should continue at Boyd and Worthman at a table with people who are of Democrat and Republican right. background right. sitting around a table. I mean, I can see where you were yeah. basically having that conversation, and that to me is the essence of America. And the rule at the end should be, we got to love each other by the time this dinner is over. Right. That's right. And that's what it really comes down to. Quit uh, just this nastiness towards each other. We have to stop that. Right. The article, the uh, research from Pew, P-E-W, Pew Research Center, 
is called Americans' Dismal Views of the Nation's Politics, and uh, it's uh, Pew Research, P-E-W Research dot O-R-G, and then you'll find it. It's right there at the front of the homepage. It's really good. It is, mm-hmm. and, I, and I would encourage everyone, to, it just it sobers you to read through it, yeah. but realize these are the folks that we're sitting at the restaurant with in the coffee shop and right. doing life with even on Sunday morning, and to realize there's a responsibility we have, how to have just a conversation. The it's civil responsibility. We're not going to agree necessarily, have. but that's the beauty of the kingdom, right? But yeah. remember, in the end, we're passing through. We are. So, Pastor yeah. Tom, we never needed you to pray us into this day <laughs> like we need you right now. Well, Jesus, I just pray the words of David uh, that our days on earth are like a passing shadow and they are gone so soon without a trace. And so, in these moments, as we think about this, it can be overwhelming. And even our expectations, you know, the sense that it is dismal and it's frustrating. And we just, But yet we know that you've called us to a, a higher purpose. And so we pray your Holy Spirit empowers us, knowing that the gospel went forward un, unhindered uh, in Paul's time as he was in prison, but even today. So let us not be unhindered in sharing the hope that comes from knowing you and allow you to break the chains. And we just thank you through your Holy Spirit and pray it in your name. Amen. 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 If people want to know more about what you're doing Sunday Sunday at uh, Linden Road Presbyterian, how can they uh, check You can in? go to Linden Road, spelled out, dot church, L-I-N-D-E-N-R-O-A-D dot church. And yeah, we're leaning into a new series called Created to Dream. Hmm. So, Pastor Tom. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Mark thank and Gabe. You. Blessings. <laughs> Lean into the day. We shall.